God's Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. This is Will Rice, and First Light is a brief Bible challenge encouraging you to read God's Word, to think about God's Word, and to live it in real life. We've often heard that there's no such thing as a dumb question, and probably all of us have wondered if that is actually true. I think most of us have probably heard more than one dumb question in our life, maybe in school. Someone raises their hand and the teacher acknowledges that, and then what follows is what we would call a dumb question. Well, what is a dumb question? Uh, is, Is a question dumb simply because a person doesn't know the answer and is seeking the answer, or is a question dumb because the answer could be known but is rejected. In Mark chapter 12, you find kind of the answer to that question. Jesus is questioned at least three separate times by people, most of whom do not accept Jesus and really don't want an answer. There's a difference between asking a question for an answer and asking a question for an argument. And many times people ask Jesus questions not to receive an answer, but because they wanted to give an argument. In chapter 11, verse 27, you find the actual question, the the real question behind all the questions. And that is when the religious leaders came to Jesus, whom they rejected, and said, By what authority dost thou these things, and who gave thee this authority to do these things? In other words, who said you could do this? Who said you could say this? They rejected that Jesus was the Messiah. They certainly rejected that Jesus was God the Son. So they wanted to know, who gave you your authority? They, they felt as if they were losing power. And indeed, they did, did fear the people. One of the little sub-stories of, of all these stories is the fact that whether it is Herod or it is the religious leaders, throughout the book of Mark, you find them judging where the people are and, and having some fear of what the people thought. Though they had authority over the people, they realized at some point, if everyone is against us, that could be a problem. And so instead of going at Jesus with a frontal attack, they tried a new tactic, and that was pretending as if they had a question for an answer, they sought, when really what what they wanted was an argument. So in verse uh, uh, 13, for instance, the Bible says, uh, they send unto him certain of the Pharisees and of the Herodians to catch him in his words. So the question that follows was not a question for an answer, they just wanted to catch him in his words, and they asked him basically, is it lawful to give tribute to Caesar? The answer was masterful. Uh, in verse 18, they come, then come, uh, came to Jesus the Sadducees, which say there is no resurrection. So they rejected the resurrection, and yet their question was about the resurrection. Again, their intent was not to get an answer, but, but to gain an argument. Jesus said they were mistaken because they didn't know the Scriptures nor the power of God. Uh, again, uh, once again, in verse 28, uh, there's a, another questioner, another in, in, inquirer. One of the scribes came, having heard them reasoning together and perceiving that they had, ans- that, that he'd answered them well, asked him, which is the first commandment of all? This inquirer seems to have more of an open heart and mind, but the bottom line is, after Jesus answered all these questions well, the Bible says in verse 34, the last part of that verse, and no man after that durst ask him any question. In other words, they didn't ask any more questions, not because they weren't getting answers, but because they weren't winning an argument. You know, your understanding is limited primarily by your attitude. 
my understanding is limited primarily by my attitude. It's, it's more about a capacity of my will than it is a capacity of my intellect. One indication of, of an, a question for an argument is when you can't win the argument, you just stop asking questions. Doesn't it make sense that if these people really had legitimate questions to which Jesus gave good answers, don't you think they would ask him more questions? But they didn't ask him more questions. They didn't increase their questions. In fact, they stopped altogether because they were not winning an argument. You know, in contrast to these people of power who rejected Jesus, the Bible says in verse 37, and the common people heard him gladly. You know, anyone with an open mind and a humble heart can learn from the Lord Jesus. And the Bible says the common people heard him gladly. That is why so many of these common people, so-called, understood God more, understood the Lord Jesus more, understood life more than did their lawyer of the scriptures, Pharisees, scribes, counterparts, because they had a heart to understand. They, they didn't want an argument. They wanted an answer. Today, do you want an argument? Do you want to win or do you want an answer? Do you want the truth? Anyone with an open heart and a ready mind can have answers that give uh, him guidance and direction and power for life because your understanding is limited not by your capacity to know, but by your attitude, your capacity of will.